The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. 377 days ago, we embarked on a journey. A journey that included a former Super Bowl champion, a professional football analyst, and a Dallas Cowboys insider, along with myself. April 14th, 2020 was that day. April 26, 2021 is the first day that all four make it in studio. It's a party on Talking Cowboys <laughs> presented uh, by oh, Geico in person, in, person, in the yes. flesh. We are here and we are ready to roll. About time. It's about time. Goodness gracious. And it sounds great. We're not going to have anybody lag out of the chat. We're not going to have mm. any technical issues. We are just firing on all cylinders, Rob's, Rob Phillips. We did have one in-person show last season. We did. An RV show outside it was. at Tostitos Plaza. The Bird, the Bird Edition. Yes, sir. Isaiah and Heckman actually met in person for the, <laughs> for first, the first time that day. That happened. That's yeah. how challenging this has been logistically. But hey, that's, you know, that's life. And we're, it, we're making it work. It's so refreshing to not only have it out there with Funtown RV, and that was so much fun, it, but it was like for two days, and we were like, "Oh man, we want more." And we had to go yeah. back to the yeah. go back to the WebEx. And we had to go back to the virtual. But Isaiah, we're here. We are here. We're here and back in person. Glad to have Ekba back. I mean, Isaiah's been in a couple times. Actually, you're the only one that hasn't been in here since COVID started, right? Yeah, I, I've been feeling like there's been something against me, yeah. right? <laughs> I got uh, that. And that's why that. I'm not yeah. sitting down. That's why I'm not sitting down because I don't know when they're gonna. Come Come through the door and say, "Get, get back over <laughs> here. Come in. So. I don't like my back to the door. Oh man, I'm I'm so looking forward to this, and and of course uh, we will hopefully have this for the rest of the off season, then head into the 2021 campaign as well. So super excited about that. So glad that everyone around Talking Cowboys that has listened to this show previously has stuck with us too, because we know it's hard to listen to sometimes. Times and we know that uh, it's not necessarily the best quality, but now the quality's here and we're ready to roll. The happiest person about this is Chris Beam next to oh, me. Yeah. Question. Easy. So true. I'll be. Oh yeah, and he can talk now on the on the so show. So true. So true. I'm, I'm easily second in line for that. Just having to host these shows, but man, we are pumped about this. But we do have some breaking news. To go to right off the top, awesome. it's fitting that we're all in uh, all in studio for this. But Rob, tell us what this breaking news is and what just came down in Dallas Cowboys land as of about what three minutes ago. Yeah, Todd Archer of ESPN has the scoop. Sean Lee is set to retire after what ten seasons with the Cowboys and uh, some questions about his future for what the second, third straight off season. So. You know, Cowboys haven't officially announced it. I would expect an announcement coming up here. If not today, then sometime this week. And, uh, man, end of a really good career that could have been, you know, it could have been a Hall of Fame-type career if he had just been able to stay on the field a little bit more. But still a really good career. And you you talk about 10 seasons – 14 interceptions, you, you had the, the tackles, the, the, the leadership, the, the locker room presence. I mean, what was the biggest thing that you're going to remember about Sean Lee's career, Isaiah, when you look at what he leaves behind in Dallas? 
I mean, off top is just the leadership, right? Those are the there conversations that you hear. Um, obviously, he's a good player, but the main thing that you really hear when, you, when his name comes up is the fact that he led the team. Um, and everybody responded to him. Everybody respected him. Um, and he was that voice in our locker room. Even yeah. when he was unable to be on the field, which I know all too well about, uh, about being able uh, unable to be on the field, you mean you still heard how important it was for him to have a presence, even being on the sideline. And yeah. that's just not something that you hear about from every guy. Yeah, same for me. Leadership, you know, leading by example, doing it the way it's supposed to be done, professional on the field and off the field. You know, you, I just love guys like that. You know, they're all about their careers and, and making other people better. And even when he was hurt, you saw what he was doing on the sidelines, making guys better in game. So, I mean, I, I'm, man, Sean Lee is going to be someone, one that will be remembered and probably a staple for years to come. As the, That's the word, cornerstone. All right, That's the guy that you want to use that. Yeah. Yeah, reserve cornerstone for guys like Sean Lee and what he's done. You know, he said after the, or late in the season, it's something to the effect of, I, I still feel like I have a lot left to give. Yep. So, I, you know, maybe he changed his mind. Cowboys have a new defensive staff coming in, basically, or an altered staff with Dan Quinn. You know, they bring in Neal from Atlanta, who's more of a Dan Quinn guy. Maybe that factored into it to a certain degree. They still need linebacker depth, though, the week of the draft. I mean, that's that's oh, still, wow. uh, uh, without question, that's one of them. Yeah, as, as we've talked about quite a bit on this <laughs> oh, wow. show and debated quite a bit on this show. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, one stat, though, Kyle, I wanted to point out. I, I just looked it up. He's, he's eighth all-time in Cowboys tackles, all-time. Darren Woodson's number one. He's got – Darren's got about – 380 tackles on him all time. Wow. Sean, I looked it up mostly by injury. He missed 57 games in his Goodness career. Goodness gracious. Including an entire season in 2014. If and he, he played 118 out of those 57 games. Yeah. I mean, he could have added 57 on top of 118. Probably would have been the all-time leading tackler. Wow. You know, and probably, you know, Ring of Honor, Hall of Fame, all that stuff. But he still, I think, got everything, every ounce out of his career that he could. And he probably can rest easy knowing that. What is the biggest memory or the best memory you're going to have of Sean Lee specifically because I mean he had some of the big, biggest stops I think in the in that time period but I don't want to necessarily remember Sean Lee as a what if because he was a fantastic player I mean we that's one of the reasons why we're taking a, a chance to talk about breaking news on draft week about him retiring because he's that good of a player he just never was on the field as much as you would like but what's your biggest memory best memory when it comes to Sean Lee I don't really have one specifically, to be honest with you. Um, I just, I just respect the fact that he was so, so highly regarded. Yeah. Not only on this team, but around the league, um, and, and I think that that's a that's a testament to who he is, not only as a person but as a player as well. So um, I don't have one specific thing, um, but you know, you just you 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 could feel how important he is to this entire organization, and and guys just don't have that impact. Yeah. I'm gonna be so ticked off at myself after this because I'm. I'm trying to think of a Sean Lee moment. I can't think of one. I mean, he's just tough as nails. I mean, you know he's a guy that's going to bring it every time from his rookie season on. And you talk about missing 57 games. You know, he did everything that he possibly could to get back on the field. I remember the, the times in, he got hurt in, I believe it was OTAs, that he tore his knee up. And, in, in 2014. In yeah. 2014. Yeah. I mean, that was a bummer because he was right there on the cusp, you could tell. And it set him back. Uh, that injury. So I, I don't want to be want that to be the thing that I remember about him because he was so solid on the field. Yeah. Two-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, and, and you mentioned the 2013 season before the yeah. injury and they tore an ACL in 2014. He had four interceptions. I, 
as a linebacker. I mean, four picks as a linebacker. If you put that kind of productivity on this Cowboys defense right now, we would explode with excitement. Yeah, I mean, that's it, a playmaker. It would be everything you've ever wanted. So, uh, of course, 50 is going to be missed on the field. What's next for him, Rob? Do you think he's a coach? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I don't I don't know where. I mean, it you know, the Cowboys staff is what it is at this point. I'm sure an offer would come this from this direction, if, right? If not here, I could see him coaching high school, I could see him coaching <laughs> Pee Wee, Pop Warner, college, you name it. Like to me, he it's it's a Jason Witten type thing. Like he's got to be around football in some capacity and I think he will be at some point and McCarthy Mike McCarthy said late in the season they've even kind of had those conversations, not necessarily here, but just, you know, you're you're ripe for this type of of, of life if you want to do it if you want to put in the hours, which it's a lot of hours, and he's made a lot of money and doesn't have to do it if he doesn't want to. Jason Witten needs a defensive coordinator at Argyle Liberty Christian. I, I'm sure he's probably hired one already, but that guy's not Sean Lee. So if he wanted to go coach in the area, are you, you could. taking people's positions? I might. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, Sean Lee. Uh, Sean Lee retiring after 11 seasons in the NFL, 10 healthy ones with the Dallas Cowboys, and we of course wish Sean Lee the best, and it does present a bit of a need and puts a magnifying glass on that linebacker spot. Oh, <laughs> Isaiah's already perked up a little SLR. bit. SLR, SLR. Take a closer look. Oh, you want to talk about linebacker now? You see how that happened? You said, oh my God, what just happened? So... After the Cowboys take a corner at 10th overall, whenever oh, we have a chance to get back into the top, uh, the, the first round, here we go. <laughs> let's talk about trades. How about that? Mm. Which is more likely whenever the NFL draft comes up on Thursday, a trade up or a trade down? And we've mentioned this on a couple other shows, but I want to hear your thoughts because trading up would take draft capital, but it would put you in a better position to take maybe either one of those corners or maybe if you think Michael Parsons is going to, to fly off the board beforehand. And I'm saying that specifically for Isaiah Stanback. But do you think it's more likely for with a trade-up or a trade-down scenario? Trading down, of course, taking those extra picks. I'm going with trade-down. I think where we're at, I don't think financially we can really afford <laughs> too many too many picks that are higher up than where we're already at. Ooh, that's um, a good point. Talking about just even draft allotment yeah, and salaries yeah. there to those higher picks. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to struggle even with the tenth pick if we decide to stay there. Yeah, uh, trying to fit that in there. But I think trading down, um, obviously, and getting that equity, right? Getting those, getting that young talent. Obviously, we all recognize that we have a depth I- issue at a number of positions, and the best way to, to fill those depth issues is obviously getting some young talent that you can get down there in the second round, things of that right. nature. Um, so I think you give up a top 10 pick and you go down there and you pick up a you know a couple couple second round picks and maybe an even third round pick, you know, in, in addition to what you already have. Yeah, you know what? I, I just think that this is a this draft is so hard to gauge yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. Um, and, and it's still, it's going to be wreaking havoc of, on all the draft departments because of the whole evaluation process. But I would definitely trade back. Um, there isn't a player that I can think of uh, that I would trade that he's a just can't miss guy. But, you know, obviously we're not in the, the quarterback uh, market. Um, and even for Kyle Pitts, it, and that's where everybody is thinking, like, what if, what if, what if, what if? And if it's true that, you know, uh, Mr. Jones is enamored with Kyle Pitts and that does happen, it wouldn't surprise me, but that would be a thing. I would be that would be heard about the draft capital that we'd have to yeah. give up because mm-hmm. we need so many different things. What, what, what about Sewell? 
Would you trade? Would you trade Ooh. up to get him though? Because I know usually people don't trade up to get offensive linemen, but if you get a solid offensive lineman and add him to what you already have, a healthy offensive Dallas Cowboys offensive line, you throw him in the mix. Not only do you protect your man number four, but you right. also accelerate the production of number twenty-one behind there as well. So, so we're just bringing this up now. This is the first time we've ever heard anybody on this show talk about a tackle going. No, I'm just saying. If, top, if, we, if we're talking about trading, Kyle, Kyle, you've, yo, been on, trading you've been on serious. later, not soon. I, that's true. Because mm, Sewell seems a little <laughs> out of reach. And just just to go along with your point, in the, we did a mock draft, first-round mock draft on the draft show this morning. Yeah. And out of those top ten picks, Pene Sewell went number five overall. Micah Parsons went number nine. And you, you had Slater available at ten. Of course, David Hellman, who made the pick for the draft show, picked – Patrick Sertan because he thinks that would be the selection. But, Rob, if if there is that – if Penn Sewell is that high on the board and there is that player up there, could you go trade with somebody like Cincinnati or like Atlanta maybe to go and try and make that pick? Or would you rather do that for a, a generational type of talent like Kyle Pitts? Uh, me and Heck are on the same board here. It, it, Kyle Pitts is going to go four to Atlanta, yep. and we don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't wait for that. I That's where he went in the mock draft as well. You did it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to make that move. I, I, I think they're in a perfect spot of yeah. just sit and wait and see what happens. I mean, I, I don't think tackle, even though it is a need long term, I don't view tackle as they got to go up to get one. If they, if they were more concerned about Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins, fine. But I think right now they can sit there and wait and see maybe the first defensive player off the board comes to them at 10. It's possible that it's that it's all offense 1 through 9. And even if one of the top two corners goes at, say, 8, they could still have their pick there. If both are still there, maybe you trade back, which... You know, and still get a guy that you really like if they have kind of a cluster of guys yeah. they really like. I think trade back is probably the most logical possibility. And you're going to have so many offers on draft day oh, for that yeah. 10 oh, spot yeah. because things are going to fall. Not, I mean, even all the mock drafts, and everyone has someone different, one through 10. Sure. But if some, one of these quarterbacks that, say, a New England wants or someone wants to come up and get a future quarterback, yeah. we're in a prime position to give that up and – Get extra picks in this draft. Maybe you know, yeah. get you another, get you another number one pick. Get now, two how, number ones. In how the- angry would you be though, in Cowboys Nation? How angry would you be if you traded out of the top ten? I wouldn't be. It depends on who's there. Where you trade back? How far would you trade back? Yeah, how far are you trading back? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would probably I mean, most how likely. Often, how often do you have a top ten pick? Not a lot. Not often. Not often. I mean, Zeke and. Mo Claiborne was Mo top ten? Yeah, he was. Yeah, okay. traded and up they, into they had, it. They though. traded up to six. So Correct. yeah, it's only been a couple times this last fifteen years. Yeah, uh, the most likely trade back partners would be the Chargers at thirteen, Patriots at fifteen, maybe the Raiders at seventeen if they want to do something crazy. Washington at 19 and then Chicago at 20. You're probably not going to do Washington because you don't want to give them their franchise quarterback because that's what they would trade up for. And Gruden's not trading out of that position. Yeah, you would probably find (laughs) somebody there. He ended up taking Jamin Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky, with that pick in our mock draft earlier. At 13? At 17. 17, okay. Still very high, but, but 17 was where he ended up making that pick. But there are players, uh, just some of the names that went after Jalen Waddle, Elijah Vera Tucker, Christian Darisol, Devontae Smith, JC Horn, Jamin Davis, Quiddy Pay, Jeremiah Wusu, Koromoa, and Rashad Bateman. Those were 10 through 20 in our picks. There's a lot of good players that Phil needs there, but yeah. is, does it make you more comfortable moving back? Only if, only if they don't care 
you know who they get at that point. If they if they've got like a list of five guys that they're like, it doesn't matter. We love all these guys. If we drop, I saw one mock draft where you know which where's New England picking fifteen fifteen, then they pick up New England's second round pick, which is like number forty six, something is. like that. Mm-hmm. There and, it is. And then okay, you drop five spots, and hey, they're still a great defensive player. We're very confident there's still going to be somebody there. That's that's where I would feel comfortable going down to like twenty or something. I don't know. I don't know because then you're missing out on. Yeah, it's too big of a gap. Yeah, I mean usually. Usually you have 20 first-round grades on, on guys or less. So I wouldn't want to drop back too much. But, hey, extra ammo. They do have extra ammo. They have an extra third-round pick. They have, what, multiple fourth-round picks. So it's not like they're having to trade up and then all of a sudden they don't even have a second-round pick. They've yeah. got a lot mm-hmm. of picks in this draft. I think if you trade to 15, and here's, here's the full screen of what the picks were, 10 through 20 on the board. But if we trade back to 15 and you go to where the Patriots were – at least in the mock draft that we had earlier this morning, uh, there's a chance th- this is the top nine picks. Oh, and you then, got them trade up to seven. There you okay. go. Yeah, oh, the Patriots did Patriots. trade up to seven. But yeah. if that if that trade didn't happen with Detroit, and they're picking at 15, and they wanted to come up and get a quarterback at 10, guess who's there that was picked at 16 by Arizona? J.C. Horn. Exactly. And if he may be your top corner, right? why not have that conversation with New England? Why not say, okay, we have both Sertan and Horn here. We like both of these guys. Let's drop back because New York, Philadelphia, very unlikely to pick a corner. Same thing with Los Angeles. Minnesota picked two in last year's draft with Jeff Gladney and uh, – kid out of Mississippi State. I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, but both of those guys were picked in last year's draft. You could get a corner at 15, depending on where you ended up selecting. Now, we had this conversation last show about guys playing, you know, being uh, just solid man-to-man cover corners and coming into a zone system mm-hmm. and finding a system that that Meets, matches uh, what they do. J.C. Horn is a guy that in South Carolina played in a predominantly man system. Right. Not to say that we won't play man on the outside because we will. We will. Okay, but does he fit what we need right now? J.C. Horn, phenomenal player. I'm just saying when we talk, look at the defense and see all of the different things that we need. J.C. Horn, and we're going to double dip because I still believe we're going to continue to look for safety, other corners, yeah. and guys that are tweeners or hybrid guys at that position. But why not look at moving back if you're going to do that to say get an edge rusher? Why not get an edge? Why not get moved back into if, if you, you would have the top edge on your board there. there? That's what I'm saying. And then say at 44 or 45, wherever New England is, if you pull off a trade like that, and then go back and, and again get a one tech. These are, I mean, this is the, what we need to to fill out this defense to make it better because you're looking at a defense that in just say the month month of October gave up 149 points in October. That's it. 149. <laughs> That's all. That's all. <laughs> so wait a second. Now I don't know how much I don't know how much a corner is in that the month of October would have stopped some of that. But at the same time, the building blocks to put this defense together, that's where you're gonna have to look. And I know Cowboy Nation and Twitter and everybody, they have their guys that they want. But come on, let's just think logically about this, how you build a defense and where our needs are. Where was Parsons in your mock draft? Nine. He went before Ooh, the Cowboys. Breaking Broncos picked him at Broncos picked him at nine. Bucky Brooks was the one that made that selection, <sighs> which I thought was interesting because before the draft process last season, before he opted out, 
He was a top five player on the board. Come on! Before the quarterbacks came into the <laughs> came into the play, before these quarterbacks, and by the way, five quarterbacks went in the top ten. Here's another look at the top nine picks prior to me, the Cowboys. Man. But there you see Micah Parsons at the bottom. He was a top five player. Off the field concerns, the opt out, maybe some of the the discipline, all kind of started coming into play. But that's all media. Thought. I mean, we don't know how the scouts still feel about Micah Parsons. They still might be very, very high. And it may not be in Cowboys land, but it might be elsewhere. Maybe Denver does need a linebacker and they want to go and get a guy like Micah Parsons who would play in that system and fit in that system really, really well. Is there any chance that Trevor Lawrence doesn't go number one? No, Not a chance I don't now. Think so I would say ninety nine. That would like throw everything off, right? It would. Oh yeah. my gosh! I mean, because it's so <laughs> chaotic. Be yeah, because no. the Jets and Forty, they don't care. They'll just take whatever. Yeah, they'll take whatever know, it falls. Yeah, into just them. take a QB. The Jets might set. Cleveland on fire. Like Jets fans may just start rioting in the streets. <laughs> if Trevor Lawrence somehow was the pick at two and Jacksonville went with Justin Fields. It just yeah. that would be the funny thing about it. As Urban Meyer goes and gets his guy who he recruited to Ohio State in Justin Fields, and Justin Fields has been the one guy that nobody has talked about in this draft process, that would just that would be a mind boggling <laughs> mm, moment. Let's curveball. take our first break. Here on our in-person edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico. When we come back, we're going to hit a mailbag Monday. Could the Cowboys maybe draft a couple of corners in the first two rounds? Maybe one of those that was a top-five corner originally in the draft. We'll hit it next here on Talking Cowboys. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay? Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. 
back here on Talking Cowboys, a off-season edition, episode number six. And whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys live and in person. Oh, no, there's the uncle yes. at the barbecue. Yeah. This is taking a life of its own. Yeah, you know, I can see more and I can do more. You know why, Rob P.? Because of Essilor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, that's it. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm afraid for, for so much all better of us. in person. It really you is. Need, you need smoke in here in the cape, man. That's the only thing. <laughs> raising, raising the smoke in here. So glad y'all are with us here on Talking Cowboys, live and in person for the first time. Rod Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heck wow. Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and just wait for the Bose read. There's mm. an immense. I, I have nothing. Wrong. I have nothing for that. Oh, man. you should have something. I have nothing, oh. man. Those are oh. right there. Rob's going to get to put them on. That's custom. This is fantastic. Right oh, yeah. That's custom. Oh, we didn't even put them on. That's custom. That's okay. I don't. It's okay. No, I can't pull fair. it off like Isaac. That's fair. I could either. Uh, Cowboys Mailbag Monday. This is a new segment we've done throughout the offseason so far uh, about uh, taking a mailbag question that you could go read on DallasCowboys.com. This one specifically was this past week, and it was answered by Dave and Johnny, and they had great answers for this. But I want to hear y'all's thoughts. And this has to do with Patrick Tertan, if he is the number 10 pick in the NFL draft with the Cowboys, which, at least at this moment seems like the likely choice. It shouldn't happen, but if Caleb Farley, the Virginia Tech corner, drops down to number 44 due to his injury concerns, but he's still rated in the top 20 by the Cowboys, do you think they would draft him as well, or would they pass on him since they've already drafted Sertan in the first round? You're shaking your head. You grab him. You would do it anyway. You grab him. If you've already made that commitment at that position, you might as well go all in. Mm. You might as well go all in. If you're not going to go get my guy Parsons, and you, you might as well go ahead and get Sertan, right? Get you, get him. And then if you have another opportunity to get another corner that you believe in, uh, but simply just have some health concerns, well, you have the best training staff in the league mm. over here. So if they'll check him out, and if they feel like he's ready, he's ready to rumble, then go grab him. Then you have two. You have three young corners. You have three oh, young corners man. at that point, right? That gets me really um, excited. But yeah. but you but you still have 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 issues with the run. Yes, you do. So, sure. So if you don't eh, fix that, it's a I'm, with, I'm with Isaiah there. If you don't fix that, yeah. this on the back end doesn't matter. You that can't. Much. You I, can't. Heck said that too. Yeah. If you can't get to the quarterback and if you can't stop the run, you still have the same issues no matter how competitive you are on the outside because. I don't want to take this away from the corners in the league. Corners are amazing in the league. However, we all know it doesn't matter how good of a corner you are. I don't care if you're Daryl Revis Island. If that quarterback has five seconds to throw the ball, somebody's getting open. Somebody's getting open. So that's why I don't lead with corner. now. But if, if you already made a commitment, then you might as well go ahead and round it out and solidify, your, solidify mm-hmm. it for your future. Oh, God. What you think? <laughs> you just I mean, the, I, I love Caleb Farley to me, uh, pre-draft, and I guess all the, the, the writers, and before we realized that he had the back injury, he was right up there with He's Pat the Sertan. I mean, everyone was talking about him and Patrick Sertan in the same sentence. And now with the back injury, mm. he's the back operations. He's an afterthought in this process. And then, you know, you talk about doubling down with him and Patrick Sertan. I mean, let's talk about what we have on the team already, right? So we have Trayvon Diggs. We've already signed Lewis. We have A.B. 
what, you know, look, we're getting young. I guess I understand you bring in more talent, and these guys are definitely talented guys. But if you're going to double dip at anything, it's going to be interior line. It's going to be edge rusher. It's going to be linebacker. So are you confident in Jordan Lewis and Antonio, or uh, excuse me, Anthony Brown? Almost said Antonio Brown. And Trayvon Diggs. And Trayvon Diggs. I mean, Diggs, I feel like we're all pretty confident in, right? But are you? Are, is it those other two? Do they give you any kind of hesitation whatsoever? No, and, and I think you're not. Wow. You're not giving credence to what Dan Quinn is going to do with those guys in this I hope system. That's the case. No, you. you I had thought this, that was going to. You be had the, case the same hope. You had this. That's what I was just about to say. You had the same hope with Mike Nolan. So you have to put it on the defensive coordinators and staff to make these guys that you've signed to these contracts better. You realize, like, just what you just said, Isaiah. Let's double dip. If you do that, we're going to go all in on it. But you know what fixes this defense. Oh, and there's one no, technique and three you. techniques and, and linebackers. I'm with you. I, I don't disagree with you on that regard. I'm just talking about when you have opportunity to get a dominant player at another position aside from corner in terms of addressing your interior lineman or your second-level linebacker, if you choose to pass on that opportunity – then you've missed your big opportunity, right? So you might at least to get an elite yeah, player get at that, that position. Because right. so they're going to be starters yeah. in the second round. You're, I mean, yeah. we, we knew that already at corner, yeah. at linebacker, yeah. at defensive tackle. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be anywhere. You're going to yeah. get a starter in the second round. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think you can find competitive. It's easier to find competitive defensive linemen than I think it is to find impact corners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, but I think that's the thing that makes Caleb Farley an intriguing case at 44 is because he could be an impact corner. Yeah, if, but, is man, it, but, if you if a back, you select a man, a boo. See, yeah. but that's the, that's the message that would be sent by yeah. the Cowboys training staff if they selected him with that pick. Yeah, that means confident. one, they've seen him, yeah. and they feel really good about how the back's going to heal up. But just the things you hear is just league wide. The biggest challenge right now, pre-draft, is the medical stuff because because mm-hmm. you're just. I mean, they did 150 medical rechecks in he Indianapolis. Was he was one of them. Drew Rosenhaus' agent, of course, came out and said, "Yeah, he's good. He's, he's going to go in the first round and all that stuff." That's what you expect from Drew. And you know what? He very well might uh, and Isaiah made a great point like the Cowboys have so much trust in their medical staff their athletic training staff that this is they have a pattern of this in the second round I mean Jalen Smith yep you can go back to Sean Lee we just talked about him Layton Van Der Esch with the neck Van Der Esch that was a first round uh, pick well first round but yeah. Yeah. premium picks Bruce Carter in the second round a few years yep. ago they are not afraid mm-hmm. to find value and take a guy that should have yeah. been a first round yeah. pick in the second round now it depends on their evaluation of the medical and whether he would be there. But I mean, look, if he's really highly rated on their board, yeah. Take, you know, just get get your best value yeah. off uh off the, no matter what you do in the first and round. And this draft is so crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. And and in years past and just knowing where guys are going to fall based off of their performance in college, the opt-out scene, you know, the guys that are going to end mm. up falling because they opted out, they're going to be some teams that are going to get some dogs yeah. that should have been in that top 50 yeah. that are going to fall out of, you know, top 100. Just based off of evaluation, yeah. because you hadn't seen this guy in a year, and you're seeing that at the top of this draft right now yeah. with saying you're going to take five quarterbacks. These are like one and done guys. The only guy that has a resume is Trevor Lawrence. Yep. The only guy that has a resume five. out of those five that you can say, oh, yeah, he, he's the guy that you've seen in those big game moments do it. Mac Jones, I mean, come on, dude. He was play for Alabama. It was yeah. somewhere, you know, guys are yeah. You know, just spinning, just saying, how is Mac Jones going to go to San Francisco? And I don't believe that's going to happen. But still, even with the guy from North Dakota, even with mm-hmm. Justin Fields, I just don't feel like they've put it on tape. Yeah, and I think you're right. And it comes to me, Pat Mahomes is the reason why. I think everybody looks around and says, if we don't have a, an elite quarterback, 
then we don't have a chance. Is he the I exception mean, or the rule? Oh, he's the exception, he's the exception <laughs> for but, sure. But if you can't match what he's doing on the field, you know, and even Tom Brady at this stage, he can still get it done. You're, it's a quarterback's league, so you're. Tr- I mean, it just shows you how important that position is. The Cowboys think they have that guy, so they don't have to worry about it. But yep. A lot of teams don't. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they're right. But you you mentioned the opt out Tecma, and that's a great point because we just like we don't know how the scouts are feeling on specific prospects, how I mentioned in the first segment, we also don't know how front offices are going to weigh the opt outs because when it comes to Jamar Chase, Rashad Bateman, uh, players like that at the wide receiver position, I mean, you want to go to offensive tackle, Penay Sewell, Rashawn Slater, uh, Quinn Miners out of Wisconsin Whitewater at the guard spot. I mean, there's so many of these guys that were opt outs. Micah Parsons, one of those. How are we going to weigh that as a front office and across the league? Because some are going to weigh it higher than others, but you could see Penny Sewell fall because he was an opt-out. You could see Rashawn Slater fall because he's an opt-out. Michael Parsons, indeed, if he played last year, I'm sure he'd probably be still in a conversation, at least with the top 10 pick. But there, are, like Heckma said, there are going to be opt-outs that fall further than others just based off of the fact that the value is kind of an intriguing one for these front offices. I think those are more like, Second round guys and below, I would say that are probably so. going to fall. I don't see any first round guys really falling simply because of that. I think guys, the scouts, pretty much they know who those guys are. That's good right? point. You start looking at some of the the talent that's one step maybe um, beneath them. That's when you start saying, oh well, if they would have played, maybe they would have been higher, right? Or you know, we don't really know because we don't have any film. But that, those when you start talking about top twenty, top <laughs> top twenty picks, you you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's going to have any effect over those guys. Yeah, I just I. I mean, how do you hold it against somebody for opting out over yeah. the situation that we had Huge, a few yeah. months ago? I mean, it was to me that's not a, a character issue. You know, yeah. you just oh, I don't want to play this year. It, it, we didn't know what the hell was going on with the virus back in July, August, and guys made a decision to protect their safety. So I don't blame anybody for yeah. doing that. Yeah, to me, it's just the evaluation process has changed yeah, this yeah, year from yeah. the Senior Bowl to the to Indianapolis mm-hmm. and guys running their pro day. Everybody ran a four 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 three. You didn't have that guy from the Steelers in the. Your track telling I, I, I come back. You know they were giving out some pretty good numbers on everybody. I just look. I just feel like in those later rounds, teams are going to miss because they hadn't had a fair evaluation of guys. Are they going to pass on a guy that it, had he played or not opted out, he would have been on everybody's list. Yeah, it's, it's something to look forward to. And of course, Kayla Farley is one of those opt outs. And uh, Michael Anderson was the one who asked the question on the mailbag Monday. By the way, I forgot to throw his name out there. But so yes or no? Would you double dip if if the medical they feel good about it and it is a back like Isaiah said? Which yeah. uh, I mean, was this somebody with a back issue that doesn't get better over time mm-hmm. in a lot of instances? Longevity. But, but he, he's young. He's twenty two. Then yeah, I feel good about it. I think look, he has had other injuries. He's had an ACL tear. He's had back issues. So uh, you know. It comes down to how comfortable they are. I, they've done it in the past. I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if they did it again. It also wouldn't shock me if he goes late first round because he is such a talented mm-hmm. prospect. Isaiah, yes or no? I don't like backs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like backs. I mean, it, you know, backs only take one bad little move to tweak. You know, yeah, especially you, I, in a position where you move yeah, so you, much. Yeah, you wrote so many, so many transverse um, rotational movements. I don't. I don't like backs. So I hate. I hate that. <laughs> transverse. I hate that Rotational movement. It sound like, like a uh, trainer. Or <laughs> he is. <It's> like, <laughs> no, man, I'm I'm not 
I'm not doing it. Yeah. yeah. Not double dipping. So well, because you're you're also assuming they take a corner first round, you're addressing one position with your top two picks. Yeah. And you can instead of addressing something else like interior defensive line, oh. like linebacker, like mm-hmm. something. Okay, well that leads me into my next question is what would be the first position that you think would be double dipped on if you oh. if you if you were in the spot of the Cowboys, not based off of what the Cowboys will do, but do you think there's a, a specific spot that you would double dip on more so than others whenever this draft comes around? Uh, well, those two, depending on what your board tells you. So corner and linebacker. Well, or? linebacker, D, defensive D-tackle. tackle, D okay. D N. You know, I know Carlos Basham's been mocked a lot to the Cowboys at forty. He went in our first round. Did today. he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, offensive tackle too. This is a pretty deep tackle class. Even you know, we talked about the top guys. You know, in the top fifteen or so, but. There's guys, a lot of tackles with first, second round grades that you see. So I would any of those positions really. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm double dipping at corner. I mm. think I'm double dipping at corner. I think that you can find some some defensive linemen and some linebackers that are still free agents right now. Mm. You just, are so do. hard to read, man. Just <laughs> I just don't. What is going on? Well, I'm saying. Well, you guys are asking a question about double dipping. So you're right? saying so, so, elite talent. You would pick a linebacker or Absolutely. a D tackle. Absolutely. But with the depth that you need at the corner spot, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I see what you're saying. If you don't, if you, if say for instance, like 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 I said, if you have the opportunity to go grab that linebacker, Parsons, grab him. Yeah. Right. But if you choose not to, if you choose not to, then get Sertan or whoever else you want in that position, and then get another one somewhere else. Might as well just keep building yeah, on it. You might as well build on it, right? Because you're already yeah. there. You've already committed there. So you might as well go ahead and solidify that, so you can say, "Hey, I'm done with that." What <laughs> I don't like, and again, maybe that's why I'm not a GM. But what I don't like is having one guy over there, one guy over there. I'd rather say, "Okay, this position is good," right? I'd rather just put that aside. We're good. We don't have to look at that no more. Now let's address this, right? I, I, like, I like to be able to put my eyes on one particular thing, and I get that you can start helping. At certain areas, but I'd much rather if you're gonna say if say you know we take a corner with number ten. If that happens, you have to grab another corner. You have to grab another corner. Yeah. And now you can put that away. Now you can say, okay, I have my corners situated. I have my safety somewhat situated. Maybe I get another young safety. Okay, now I can focus my attention on my front seven. And you can focus all your attention on that instead of trying to put, you know, let me take yeah, that one right there. Let me take that yeah. one right there. Okay, you're still going to have gaps. Yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather have gaps in one position than have multiple, you know, little seeping gaps in yeah. multiple positions. See, but yeah. I feel like this explanation just proves the point to draft a corner at 10. I mean, everything you could clip everything no. you just said, and it would be the perfect reason on He's why, clip what I, you I, just why, said. why yeah. Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn should be the pick If we don't take our offseason acquisitions into consideration, the reason why I say grab a linebacker at 10 and grab Parsons at 10, not just a linebacker, grab Parsons grab at 10, Parsons. is because with, our, with the other offseason moves that we've already made, I, you can make a good case for it. That's a solid front seven. Right. With Neil, with with guys coming off of, coming off an injury, right, and some Tristan of the young Hill, guys, with Tristan Hill, Gallimore. with Gallimore, and all those guys that got, they got their young reps reps already. We have competitive guys that we know on the, on the ends. We got D Law, we got Gregory, we got some some guys that have some go juice. I feel good about that front seven. You're not alone on this staff. Heck, you kind of feel that way. Nick Eatman feels that way. Mickey Spagnola feels that way. I'm leaning towards corner, but you can talk me into any. Defensive position. If they tell me this guy is our yeah. best, he's going to make an impact right away. I'm okay with that. But I, I said that last week. Like, you draft a corner, you have to pay huge contract, second contract to a corner. You hit on a corner in the first round, you're going to five year deal, and then yeah, you have that under contract if it's a Pro yeah. Bowl type player. I'm, I'm thinking more long term. Your window is five no, years right now. Yeah. But, there, but there's no corner 
There's no corner. I mean, who, what, name a corner in this league that can shut down a number one receiver in this league. Not one. Not one. Ramsey. Ramsey's not even shutting down a yeah. number one receiver. I mean, you know I'm saying like you put a Julio, you put a Julio on Ramsey. Julio's going to win. He doesn't eliminate one side of the he, field. Yeah, basically. he doesn't. He doesn't shut down one side of the field. So that's why I started talking about if if you don't have somebody that could shut down one side of the field, then you're really just kind of putting a guy there that can make plays every so often. The when it closest, comes to the closest thing to having a guy that could shut down a third of the field would be Byron Jones, and you had that here, and you you didn't value it. And now I feel like you're so. How do you feel like you're going you, you're going to value that now with Patrick? Sertan? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I think you you would have to pay the price at that you you let Byron Jones walk. Which if you right now on this team, this very situation, would you rather have Byron Jones or Amari Cooper? I'd rather have in a passing league. I'm going to say Amari Cooper. Yeah, mm, with too. the players you have Me around. Too. Yes, absolutely. Okay. You can, you can out scheme a, def, a, a defense. You you just can. You can out scheme a defense if you have a great offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and you say, hey, this guy Heckman's a heck of a corner. Guess what? Motion. I'm motioning across the field now. Heckman can't guard me now, right? So most teams have at least at least a two headed monster receiver. At least a two-headed monster. Yeah. I don't think there's one team in this league that doesn't have a two-headed monster yeah. in, this, uh, in the league. You, so, you would still have that with Gallup and Lamb. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm saying what I'm, what I'm saying is there's no defense that you're going to face that you say, oh man, we can't throw the ball. There's no. not one. There's not one defense in this league where you can't say I can't throw the ball. Now there are defenses in this league where you say we might not have that much time to throw the ball, or we got to get See, the ball out quicker, mm-hmm. or guess what, our offensive line can't really hold up against these guys. There's a lot. There's there's teams like that. Yeah. But there's no teams where you don't feel like you can't throw the ball. So with that said, there's a cornerback is not dominant enough of a player in this league, right, to go out there and grab him at number ten. That's and, just for me. And Byron Jones wasn't that dominant no. of a cornerback for you he to wasn't. say he was. A, he was an athlete. No, he was a heck I'm of an athlete. That, and I'll go with that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, based off of our experience he was a with cornerbacks, corner in the league. But, but there's other guys I can throw to. I'm not saying he's, you know saying? he's like not Hall of there's Fame other caliber. Guys I throw, and, that's, and that's the same reason why I made the case for the 49ers picking up Pitts because it's like pick you, 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 you pick your poison. Right. Yeah. If you want to stick him, cool, I'm going over here. You can't stop me. right? So if you can't stop me at that receiver position, you almost, I almost say you wasted a pick, but yeah. your guy can't affect my, my ability to move the ball. It is the – it is. It shows you it's a team game, and so the perception of a shutdown corner depends on who you're playing, who's yeah. playing in front of you. I mean, if mm-hmm. you know, if if Ramsey, I mean, he plays on a good defense in L.A. If he plays in Washington, shutdown corner because exactly. because the guys around you know it makes his job so much easier. Yep. But you know? Aaron Donald, <laughs> what he does he, for Jalen Ramsey, is everything. Ex- exactly, <laughs> everything, exactly. So who did, who did he have in Jacksonville whenever he was being really Calais oh, Campbell shoot. and, and, uh, okay. and Dockway? Oh, what's, what's his name? I can't remember. Yon- Mac Dockway. Saxonville. Yeah, they had guys. I guess Saxonville was the thing. Wasn't come on, come throw something else out, Kyle. We got something else for you. The front seven, aside from a quarterback, aside from a quarterback, the front seven is the most dominant grouping on the field, and we do not have that. No, you almost not in Dallas. Almost, you can. That's my okay. That's another you thing. Can. I love that you just brought <laughs> that up. What makes you think one player is going to change this? It's not going to be it's, one it's player. Saying, it's not just one, one player. One player at any spot doesn't just like Isaiah. Said, I don't think it. You're oh, we're set. You know, I don't. Even, I don't know if this draft or this offseason can totally do that. It might take two years to do it, but you can start. You know, and that's just by taking the best guys you think can help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean you can debate on which positions help you more, and I do lean to to you guys with the front seven. But the value seems to be with the cornerback position in the top ten, and maybe that's you know maybe that's the if way you had a dominant edge rusher, and if you had somebody that I was not worried about off the field, 
coming into this draft, I would throw him into that need. Parsons? Parsons. Yeah. But if you're telling me ranking on my board, Parsons is not as high as J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan. Okay. I mean, and that's just kind of how I, I feel. Know, maybe I'm it. just different. I'm not even going to – I'm not grabbing an edge rusher at top ten. I'm just not. That's what, that's what you can, I, can, I can scheme him. Mm. I can scheme him. That's what you would do with the Parsons, reason, though, is he would run downhill for you. No, so, no, no, no. But, but imagine, imagine if you had those three guys at that level. You have those three guys at that level. Who are you going at? Who are you going at? Mm. You can't scheme linebackers. You can scheme defensive ends. You can scheme corners. You up. can't scheme linebackers mm. because they're free-floating. As long as you put guys in front of them that don't allow those offensive linemen to get up to the well, second level, you can't stop a linebacker. That was the problem last year. Yeah, that's that's what, that was the second I mean, level so fast. You think about a guy like Ray Lewis that was a titan, that's a giant on the field. Who's right? in front of him? Oh my God! Holodinata. Exactly. Nada. Uh, <laughs> he had everything. Tony Saragusa. Saragusa. He had dudes in front of Sam Adams. But he think had... about the years when he didn't have those guys. They was all up on him. All up on him. I mean, that's the difference in yeah. what we're talking about with building a team and getting better at that level. But I just look at guys that are playing right now, like Zadarius Smith from Green Bay. Hmm. This is a guy that they move all over the field. So if you want to scheme up for him in one position, he can just stand up linebacker. He can go down to the three, the yeah. five. He can do it all. And you have players like this in the draft <laughs> you that are playmakers. You get them. Uh, you you got to have them. Yeah. You don't pass on that and put Patrick Sutan on one side of the field. Mm. I, yeah. I, I, you know, Still okay with it. I'm thinking about some of our opponents this year. I'm but, thinking about some of our opponents this year. I, there's not when – when we play Kansas City, <laughs> we play Kansas City, I promise you. Track me. Straight track me. Sure. <laughs> how, how do you stop that? You get home. You well, get that's, home. that's how Tampa beat them. That's, you get home. Wow. That's the only way you can beat wow. them. You get home. What's but, you got, Kyle? But, 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 you, you, face, you, face a, you face a team like that, right? Racetrack. Yeah. How do you beat them? You get home. What yeah. if they have an amazing running game? How do you beat them? Right. Shut them down. Stuff. And what is, what's the common denominator with both of those sequences? Up front. Thank you very much. You could argue that the reason <laughs> that Tampa Bay got to Kansas City, though, in the first place was because both of their tackles were out. And we know but just that, like that, that in Dallas. Gonna, sure. Yes, very just much Just like sure. that in and Dallas. Both that. of those You're starting tackles correct. are that was That was key. still going to be a problem, though. That was still going to be a problem for them. That was going to be an issue. So name one defense in this league where you're like, I don't think we can throw the ball against them. Boom. Hmm. Crickets. Um, but yeah, but you gotta, you gotta <laughs> you? but you gotta have, you gotta feel good about. You gotta have competitive guys. Yeah, you gotta have competitive guys. That's what you have to have. There's, there's not bum. We don't have bums in this league at cornerback position. No. But what you're asking your guys to do, just like he, just like we, just like Quinn did in Seattle, come up here. I need you to be competitive. If Heckman's lining up against you, I need you to come up here, put your hands in his dog on chest, and make it hard for him to get off the ball. Right. And guess what? You do that long enough, you do, you stop him for half a second. That's what we need because our guys are gonna get home. Mm. We're, getting, we're, we're more dominant up front. I just I, I, I understand what you're saying, and I get the persuasion that is happening here. But that isn't that just like the fundamentals of football? Is yeah, if you get to the quarterback, it's quicker, not just the fundamentals. It's, it's going it's to be proven. conventional it's, wisdom. It's, it's just going to be there. It's, it's, it's proof. It, it, the test of time is showing but you. That's how you me, get it done. If you're telling me right now that if you're going to spend a pick on an edge rusher or a defensive tackle in the first round and try and get somebody there, and I'm talking about Michael Parsons as an edge rusher there, if you're talking about that's going to make your front seven that much better over Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, 
Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore. Those are four guys I feel pretty good about. Yeah. I feel decent yeah. about those four guys. I bet you adding somebody behind them that could I don't think that, I don't <laughs> think that could I don't think that would make that big of a difference. Though. Oh my. I really don't. Wow. Six four, two forty five, four three? Okay, you can get that guy off the street. You're a big no, guy too. No, you cannot get that off the street, no, Kyle. Hey, not that. Kyle, no, Kyle, it, Kyle, I'm off the field. Does he love football? There's a lot of things Hell here. Hell yeah, he Is loves he football. Even good at his job. Have you watched a lot of his tape and coverage? He can't cover. Can't, can't, cannot, cannot cover well. No, I don't. There's believe, a lot. Of I don't things. believe. I don't believe that that is something that you could just. That's a staple for Michael Parsons. It's not He's a staple. It. He can run downhill. You're just getting a healthy version of Trist, or excuse me, of Jalen Smith. You're, that's what you would draft with Michael hmm. Parsons. You're getting a healthy like version that. of Jalen Smith. I like that. But let's go back to last season. Lamar Jackson on the HOV lane, drag racing on us, <laughs> had nothing to do with our cornerback play. It had everything to do with, with what we were doing. Stopping the run because you had Dontari Poe up front. and Or I guess Poe was gone He's by that point. He's not the only reason why. But, but I'm, I'm you weren't good there. Okay. You're still not good there. It, it, it does come down to, though, if you don't draft a corner high, then are you comfortable with what they got? No, and maybe with a, a veteran addition in May, there and, you, and you can can you roll I with think, that? I think you, you still grab yourself a corner or two in the draft. It just doesn't have to be a top doesn't 10. have to be ten. Is what you're it saying? Have to be right? ten. You grab one or two corners. Say you grab one corner, and then you Quinn picks up the phone and says, "Sherman, get your butt here." Well, that's what I'm saying. Because otherwise, <laughs> you, if you wait, you're drafting Reggie Robinson type, and you know, in the fourth round. But I which, thought we love who, Reggie Robinson. I, I, I was. <laughs> wow. His old coach right there. I'm not giving up on Reggie. I'm Robinson. not either. <laughs> but, but you can't count on. I think they a tried to fit in the, a square in the, peg in a round hole. Yeah, but you can't count on a player in the fourth round to come in and start for you. Yeah. So. You got to do something after the draft if you're not addressing this. Nah. No, I agree. Let's take our second break. When we come back, our final predictions and a little over under whenever the NFL draft comes around. It's the final segment of Talking Cowboys when we return after this. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package. Our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So, to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. 
By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're listening to us on Talking Cowboys or music while you work out with Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds, you'll experience audio at a whole new level. Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds, the official <laughs> earbuds of the Dallas Cowboys. Heck, my Harrison, what does it sound like? It sounds like a symphony in my head, oh, Kyle. Run it today! In the face! Run it in the face! Run it today! That happened. <laughs> That's going to do it here for us on Talking yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Finally. That was that was good. Well done, my friend. Nice. Good job. He brought it. He absolutely standing brought up, it. Standing up, man. I'm standing up. That's what it is. He got the Wakanda beads on. That's what it is. The Wakanda beads are on. Yeah, that's yeah, what you, you know. Boom. That's what it is. nice. I like nice. those. I like that. All right. Final predictions for the 2021 NFL Draft. I feel like we have just done everything yeah. but throw hands in this studio. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, it will at some point. But... Uh, Micah Parsons is on one side, but what do you think the Cowboys will do? We talked about what we will do. What do you think the Cowboys will do? Rob, we'll start with you. First dip, first position to double dip on, what do you think will happen? I think though, I predict they sit and pick at 10 and let all the offensive guys go and take the best guy defensively on their board. I'll, I'll go sir. I don't know their board, but I think Sertan. Oh, I asked I asked first position to double dip. I don't oh, want to do 10 first. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to do it in a minute. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm distracted by Sean Lee breaking yeah, news. Okay. My bad, my bad, my yeah, bad. Yeah, Sean Lee, that's a, that's a good excuse. First position to double dip. First position to double dip. How about linebacker? Hmm. How about get you a linebacker that I mean, are you talking about consecutive rounds or just No, just in general. I think two picks. I think maybe you take a linebacker in the first three rounds. I mean you come back in the mid rounds for somebody that can help you play special teams and maybe okay. compete to take Francis Bernard's job, Luke Gifford's job. I'd say linebacker. Okay. I say corner. It's gonna be a corner yeah, first. It's be a corner. Probably yeah, I mean it could be exactly what we saw last year, second yeah. and fourth round. Yeah. It's a sweet mm-hmm. spot for both. Not to take yours because that's where I was going, but I'm going to go edge. I always do that. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, I'll go edge. Okay. Uh, I can see that as well. I mean, this defense needs a ton of help. We've already established that. Yeah. Over, under, one and a half trades involving the Cowboys. So do you think there will be trades involving the Cowboys or not? Heckma, what you got? No. Under? Under. Okay. So one trade, no trade. Think about it. There's 10 picks. Well, they got a lot with. of picks. So, I, well, over then because they, they will. How many do you think they'll make? Maybe two. Two trades? Okay. I give it one. And no draft for the future picks. Okay. I'd say at least one. I'll go with heck two. You know, try to two. package, bundle, move up. I kind of like to do with Biotish last year. Yeah. You know, find a guy you like in the mid-rounds that maybe dropped a little bit. I would I love that. for that to happen. Because there's a lot of mid-round talent here that you could go and get. But, yeah, I, you would have to take probably trading some of those later 10 picks to do so. And I think that would be something. So I'm going to say over. I'm going to be with you guys. I'm going to say there's at least two trades that involve the Cowboys this weekend. <laughs> what skills, positions do you think Dallas uses a pick on? Isaiah. This is great radio. Yeah, I figure that. That's a tough um, one, man. Out of quarterback, running back, wide receiver, which one do you think? I'll even throw tight end in there. Yeah, tight end skill. Um I don't see them getting another receiver. Um, I think they, they might grab another running back. They might grab another running back just okay. for some debt purposes and for the future. Uh, just for the future. Two years left on both Pollard and Zeke's deals. Yep. Yep. 
Okay. You think? I, you know what? And, and I'm going to say wide receiver because I'm Jalen Darden. I, I'm, I'm hoping that a guy like Jalen Darden for UNT gets a shot. Just saying. I you know, love and I, special teams, I think he, he'll be able to contribute on special teams. That'll be the only place a wide receiver would be able wow. to contribute. So, yeah. See, there are a couple of those guys late in the draft. I mentioned Jalen Camp the other day in a mock draft that I did. Uh, Georgia Tech wide receiver. I like him a lot as a guy who you could bring in as a special teams ace. And I'm looking up, okay, combine record, 27 reps on bench from a wide receiver. He had 30 reps on mm. a bench. He played wide receiver uh, or, I mean, excuse me, played special teams with Georgia Tech for the last couple of years. Here's a couple looks at Look him. At That's, beam with the footage. Yeah, beam was on that quick. Damn. But yeah, he played wide receiver, played out of the slot a lot, and he can sure go and play God, that. He's big. Yeah, he's a big guy. Only bench pressed, or he had 30 reps on bench. That's a lot. As a wide receiver? That's a lot. That's unreal. I could so, maybe see receiver later in the draft. Just, I mean, your your fourth and fifth receivers are on one year deals, right? Mm-hmm. Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, he brings somebody in to compete, you know. But to me, you just don't need a lot at your skill position. So it may just come down to hey, if there's a guy sitting there at any running back, tight end, receiver, twenty six, you feel like dropped, take him later on, you know. Isaiah, how many how many reps you get on bench? I think uh, I messed up on my oh. bench, but I think I hit twenty three. I think uh, Brady twenty three. Yeah, oh, I could have had really? thirty three. Yeah, I yep. messed up. I was really angry about that because that was the only test that I could really do. Yeah, because I was, I was you were hurt. I was hurt. Yeah. So I was like, I'm I'm gonna bench this thing. They're gonna say my name and freaking <laughs> freaking GI Joe Brady Quinn got me about one rep. Get out of town. Yeah. Yeah, my grip was wrong. So that we have we they have they have a warm up bench. They have a warm up bench. Yeah. Right? And then you hit that and then you go over to the regular bench. Well the bars were different, right? So the bench press bar it was a, it was a clean bar. So I, I went out and I put my fingers on a little line. You know, you're hyped mm-hmm. up. You're not thinking about anything. Put your finger there, put your finger there, and I came down on my first rep and my hands were way out well, here. Way and I was out. like, You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. And at that point you just gotta, gotta go, go, right? And when you fatigue, there is no Give me a two or three, four more. Yeah, it's like they'll, it's they'll like, pull you that's back. That's it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I could, I had a couple what, more reps left in me, but that was all I had. What could you do now? You think that's what I was going to ask? Now yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm old and busted now. No, you know what you're, but no, you're, you're not. not. You, you from Wakanda? You can do thirty. <laughs> I could probably hit about twenty-two. 24. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm old and busted. I can only I do one less. <laughs> I can only do one less than what I did when I was actually a prospect. I can do twenty-two. Oh, put a wide my, grip. Oh, if I put my Essilors on, I could probably hit one or two more. Oh, oh God. Oh, man. There we go, go again. Yeah. <laughs> see more, do more. Right, see more, do more, you know? <laughs> um, goodness, that's terrible. We're going to have to do this now. Shame We've got bench plug, press. I've, I've got a Cowboys Fit membership. Let's get you up there. Let's Let's do, can, I, can I race you? I want to race you out. You want to race like, me? On Tostitos Plaza. Oh, please. Oh, I'll do it. race you, Let's do it. terrible. No. But you said, if I said, let's race Kyle, he'd be like, yeah, let's Go. Come on, we can go right now. <laughs> oh, uh, I, let's. Uh, that would be fun, man. I wish we would have thought of this earlier. Maybe non-COVID will be easier, but do like a talking Cowboys combine. I'm with it. That would be fun. Let's do I it. Mean, I'm, I'll, I'll just, a, come on, P. You can't chicken out, P. You in it. I physically can't do a damn thing anymore. <laughs> so I'm just gonna. I'm put a headset on and commentate. Rob, I like it. Rob will be the. <laughs> we got to do the cone drill. We have a combine across all of our podcasts. Ooh. Take pick now one representative from yeah. each podcast. Now we're getting really good. Yeah, no, let's do it. Or just whoever wants, to, whoever wants to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd love, love to that. get Mickey Spagnola like in a 40-yard dash. I'm calling out Barry Church right now and Jesse Holly. Okay, I call I'm out Mickey out Spagnola both. then. I call <laughs> out, I'm calling out a 67-year-old man. <laughs> 
I would take on. Way to go out of the lamp. I'm back out of retirement. I can take Mickey. That was easy. That was good. I thought about calling out Derek or Shannon as the other host, but both of them are in great shape. So I feel like I would still lose that. Okay. That's funny. Final couple minutes. Who's the pick at 10? Rob, since you already kind of started your your explanation, what is your pick? Who's the final? Who's your prediction at 10? I mocked Sertan in my mocks months, weeks ago. I'll just Mm -hmm. stick with that. I think uh, whoever they think is the best defensive guy at 10, I'm okay with. But I I think Sertan's going to be a guy that plays 12 years in the league, maybe makes a couple Pro Bowls. I think he's going to be a really good player. So I I think you said it last week, the floor. He's got a great floor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a bust at 10. So I'll go with him. Yeah, I don't like that they're going to pick Sertan in my eyes, but I think they're going to go. That's going to be where they're, they're going to go. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Give me a little bit. Yeah. You know, here we go. Status quo. <laughs> yeah. Not a, I'm going Michael Parsons. I'm staying with my pick. I'm, that's, who, that's who that's they're going to pick. Or that's who you think the Cowboys are going to pick? That's who I want. No, no, that's okay, who see, I want, too. That's, what that's, we're, not, that's not what we're yeah, doing. What are we're you, doing yeah. what you think who the Cowboys will do. Yeah. Michael Parsons, I can't say that. <laughs> oh, Come on, guys. This is like Heckma picking Dallas to beat Philadelphia two to nothing on the Tostitos. Tostitos, up there. you went Tostitos. This is just fine. Like that. Patrick Sutan, you, you like saying, that? Is that no, better? I'm saying, okay. do you really think that they would pick Parsons? I really, I really do. I, they know what they need. Yeah, you know, okay. I think they can't ignore the conventional wisdoms of football. They, I think they, they know where they're weak. They need everything. The no. I'm just saying, they need everything. I know they do, but why not get you a playmaker? Mm. Why a guy that can Patrick affect? Sutan is just as much of a playmaker. On the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Almost heard a voice crack there. There's a the whole outside. lot of field. There's a whole lot of field. <laughs> 53 and a third. He's going to be out there on the third. Um, I would normally say Patrick Sertan, but over the last couple of days, and I've, I've just like you, Rob, I've mocked Patrick Sertan to Dallas a lot. A lot. Including on the Blitz, like yeah. three days ago. But the more I'm hearing about how these teams are lining up in front of you, I'm not necessarily sure if Shertan's even going to be on the board. I'm scared the Broncos might pick him. Panthers. I'm scared the Panthers might pick him. There's a chance that the Lions might pick him. Yeah. I, I'm scared Patrick Shertan's not even going to be there. So I'm going to go with J.C. Horn. Sticking with the cornerback spot, a little bit more of a dog. Has that that extra mentality, and, and he's a little grabby at times, but his physicality is there. And I think J.C. Horn, and also this could be the trade-down scenario. If they yep. end up trading to 15, J.C. Horn could be the pick there, too. Nah, so I'm going to go ahead and pick here uh, with J.C. Horn. He could be at 10. He could be at 15. Who knows where, where he ends up going. But I, I just – I'm – Growingly getting more concerned that Sertan's not going to be available. Stephen Jones said on the fan on Friday, there's been a lot of great debate internally about Horn mm-hmm. and Sertan. I think they, obviously they like both, but mm. it'd be interesting to see what happens. And, and you're right, like he could go, Horn might go at eight or nine. Who it's know, true. Who knows? Whoever knows know? what it is. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that do this for a living that are on top of the draft that really like Horn more than Sertan, which especially, is fine. Especially in a Quinn scheme. Especially. Horn's oh, like a, Horn is a Quinn-type guy. He would be. Yeah. And I think the coaching staff is kind of rooting for Horn, and the scouting department might be looking more toward Patrick Sertan because it's a high ceiling with Horn versus a high floor with Sertan, and that's the pick you're going to end up having to make. Whatever happens this weekend, we will be back on Monday to talk about it, baby. To talk yep. about it here oh, in studio. Oh, 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 oh. oh that's going to be fun. Goodness gracious. Gentlemen, 
It's been so much fun being in studio. Yes, it has, man. It's refreshing. This feels real. It's almost like opening day. Like it just feels Mm. special. Maybe it's because it's draft week, but I think it's because you guys are in studio, Mm. and my heart is so full. I'm talking Cowboys. Yes, it is. And I'm all, I've had it up to here with Micah Parsons. All right, with Chris Beam in the back for Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, and Hackma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Thanks for joining us on Talking yeah! Cowboys, presented by Geico. We'll see you after the draft is over next week. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!